What's up, everybody? Welcome to our Week 8 Fantasy Preview episode on the Gridiron Authority podcast. My name is Keith Thornton. With me, as always, my co-host, Mike Adams. Mike, what can they expect in this episode? Yeah, we'll be doing our our fantasy deep dive. Uh, We'll be going over who to start, who to set, some sleepers to look out for. Uh, Got a lot to cover, though. All right, let's get started. All right, let's get started looking at our fantasy quarterbacks. I'm not 100% certain we should take your advice after you benched Aaron Rodgers last week, but who are your top five? Uh, well, that, I still that won too the soon? Game. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a little too soon. Let it be known, I still won my game, uh, and I'm number that's, one in that division. That's more than you can or say that, for me. That, yeah, as I say, I'm number one in that league. Uh, I'm number one in all my fantasy leagues at the moment, so let that sink in. Uh, anyway, so to, to start off, uh, number one quarterback, I'm going for your MVP pick. I'm going, uh, Russell Wilson against the Falcons. Uh, we've seen what, uh, those mobile quarterbacks do against the Falcons. We saw Deshaun Watson. We saw Kyler Murray. They all put, they both put up big numbers. Now you're getting, uh, Russell Wilson, who might, who might be the best version of those three, honestly. Uh, so I expect him to put up pretty big numbers against the Falcons, Uh, number two, I'm going Matt Stafford against the giants. Uh, uh, we talked about in our review and preview episode for this week. Uh, the lions are without carry on Johnson. Uh, I think that means the, you know, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more. They're going to rely on Matt Stafford a lot more and he's going against a, uh, a mediocre defense, honestly. So I expect him to put up, uh, some, some pretty big numbers, honestly. Uh, and then I'm looking, uh, I'm looking at Deshaun Watson against the Raiders. Uh, again, we saw what the Raiders gave up to to Aaron Rodgers last week. Uh, Deshaun Watson's put up some some MVP caliber numbers. Now he's going against a defense that's struggling, that just gave up a lot of points, uh, a lot of yardage, and a lot of touchdowns, obviously. So uh, I expect Deshaun Watson to have another good game uh, and, and score 25-plus points in that game. Uh, and then I'm looking at, to correct my mistake from last week, I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers <laughs> uh, against the Chiefs. Uh, you know, the Chiefs played well against the Broncos last week. We mentioned that in our review episode, um, but that was against the bad offense. Now they're going against, you know, a top 10 offense uh, and one of the, you know, one of the best quarterbacks on the planet right now. Uh, and and they're going to be doing that without Patrick Mahomes, obviously, so uh, I think the the Packers are going to get a lot of opportunities on offense, uh, and I think Aaron Rodgers takes advantage and puts up uh, puts up some big numbers. Uh, and then, honestly, I'm I'm actually he hasn't had a great season, but I'm looking at Tom Brady against uh, Cleveland. Uh, like I said, I uh, again in the review episode we talked about, uh, or I talked about, I thought this is a game that that uh, Belichick's going to want to put an exclamation point on. Uh, point on. They just traded for Mohamed Sanu. Uh, they're gaining some weapons back. Uh, they're opening up that offense a little bit. They're coming off a big win, and uh, I think they're going to continue that momentum and that streak, and I think Tom Brady's going to be a big part of that. So uh, those are those are my five quarterbacks I got. Yeah, I like the list. Um, a couple I would add. Uh, I actually like Jacoby Brissett against Denver. Um, I, you know, I don't want to say this cause it, it paints the players bad, but Denver completely gave up, uh, defense and offensive against the chiefs. I mean, they couldn't, the defense couldn't even do anything against Matt Moore. So, 
Jacoby Brissett's been on fire. I think he's going to put up a big game against the Broncos. Um, and I like Gardner Minshew against the Jets. I think uh, I think he puts up some yard. I mean, the Jets are not a good team right now. And I, I don't think it's going to be a big high-scoring game, but I do think Gardner Minshew gets a lot of yards and stats against them. What do you think of those two? Uh, yeah, I mean, just kind of touching on the Jets. Like, if if my team was the one team that lost to the Jets, I'd be pretty embarrassed. Um, yeah, that would be embarrassing. I, yeah, luckily, that's not me. Uh, you know, so, uh, You're hard I, Patriots fan for life. I mean, yeah. Patriots fan for life. Tom Brady is the goat. Everyone knows that, <laughs> uh, Belichick is the, uh, he's just a good guy that plays the game right and coaches the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> now, uh, any, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, if, if, uh, if I'm looking at some quarterbacks to stay away from, uh, I'm looking at Kyle Allen. Uh, against the 49ers. We've seen what 49er, the 49ers defense uh, has done to quarterbacks. I think they've held three straight quarterbacks to under under 100 yards passing, uh, and those are better quarterbacks than Kyle Allen. Uh, I don't think Kyle Allen breaks that mold. Um, I did pick the Panthers to win this game, but I think it's going to be on Christian McCaffrey's legs, not Kyle Allen's arm. So um, I would not jump on that Kyle Allen bandwagon for this week at least. I couldn't agree more. All right, let's take a look at some of our running backs. Before I get started here, I just want to point out that joining the list of people who are dead to me is David Johnson. Thanks for absolutely nothing this week. Uh, last week, I benched him because he was dinged up and injured. I started him this week. He played one snap for three yards and then sat the rest of the game. They knew going in that that was going to happen. Uh, I think they did it just to spite me, but uh, whatever. Anyway, my top five running backs. Uh, my number one on the, on the rankings this week is Dalvin Cook against the Redskins. Redskins have a terrible defense, and uh, you know I expect Dalvin Cook to run all over him. And we've been saying all year, um, even though Kirk Cousins has been playing well, Dalvin Cook is a workhorse for Minnesota. So I expect that trend to continue. Um, number two, I've actually got Saquon Barkley. Um, he, he's coming back off the injury, but that guy is just special when he plays and. And much like I said with Dalvin Cook, I expect him to get a ton of carries uh, going against Detroit. So I've got him at two. Um, number three, even though going against a really good 49ers defense, I've got Christian McCaffrey. Um, once again, much like if you if you see a trend in my top five, it's that these guys touch the football. And that's the key to everything in a PPR or non-PPR. Christian McCaffrey is going to get those touches regardless of the defense he's going against. And I expect him to have a, a good PPR day. Um, the other one I've got, and he hasn't really done much this year. I've got James Conner, uh, my number four. He He's going against Miami is the main reason, really, on Monday Night Football. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. If he stays healthy, I think he's going to have a big day. Um, and then my number five, I'm going to go Leonard Fournette. You know, we talked about Gardner Minshew tearing up the Jets. Um, I think Leonard Fournette also gets a lot of carries and and pounds the ball against them. So that's my top five. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great top five. A uh, couple guys I'm looking at. I'm looking at Josh Jacobs for the Raiders going against the Texans. Um, I mean, the, the guy is averaging uh, over five yards a carry. Uh, he's got over uh, 550 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, going against the the Texans, who have had. I mean, they've they're a good team. I think they're an elite team. Um, but they, they've been inconsistent on defense and Josh Jacobs. I mean, even against the bears, Josh Jacobs look good. Uh, I think he's been underrated this season. So, 
I'm I'm looking at him. Um, uh, and then just kind of moving through the list, I'm actually looking at Frank Gore against the Eagles. Uh, I, I, again, you know, for a guy in his sixties, the guy is running tremendous. Uh, (laughs) I mean, uh, 388 yards, two touchdowns on only 86 carries. Um, honestly, those numbers would be better, but I think at the beginning of the season, he wasn't, he wasn't that solidified number one running back for the team. Now they've, you know, over the last four or five weeks, they've really, uh, relied on him in that number one spot. So uh, I think he's going to get the opportunities. He's going to get the carries against the Eagles. Uh, and I, I think he's going to have a good fantasy game. So those are two guys for me to watch out uh, or to, to look out for as well. And I think looking at this too, um, you know, we kind of said the top five and he added a couple more, but this is really a, it, it appears to be a really good matchup week for a lot of running backs. Um, you, you know, you're looking at Derrick Henry running, you're got Aaron Jones going against Casey um, Todd Gurley against Cincinnati, and we are talked about Connor against Miami. Like, there's a lot of good matchups for running backs. So, hopefully, you've got one of those top guys. Uh, do you got need to stay away from? Um, yeah, I, I think uh, Melvin Gordon against the Bears. Um, it's just I, coming off the game that he had this last week with you know how that game ended, and now he's going against the Bears defense that's going to be motivated to bounce back after a bad performance themselves. Uh, I. Uh, I, I don't think this is the week Melvin Gordon gets going. I, I think it's delayed another week. So, uh, I mean, that's the big one. I think a lot of people are still still thinking that now he's been back for a few weeks, he's going to take off. I think that will eventually happen, just not this week. Yeah, the one I've got, and, and once again, I do this from time to time, but this isn't necessarily one to completely stay away from. But if you're expecting RB1 numbers out of Alvin Kamara, you might be in trouble because – I kind of see a David Johnson-esque type performance this week from him. He's he's injured. He's coming back. But Latavius Murray is a good running back, had a great week last week. I can see this going to more of a 50-50 split, which could really eat into some of his carries. And uh, just, just as he gets healthier. So I think due to his health, I'd kind of be cautionary about him. Yeah, for sure. All right, so who are your top five wide receivers? Uh, yeah, looking, looking through the list, I'm looking, uh, just kind of sticking with that lion's theme. I'm looking at Marvin Jones, uh, had a huge game recently, had four touchdowns in a game. Uh, I think he's going to get more opportunities, uh, going against again, a bad defense. Uh, so I expect, I don't expect him to have that same type of game, but I expect him hundred yards and a touchdown is, is completely achievable for him. Uh, and that's what you look for out of a, you know, out of a running back or out of a wide receiver. So, uh, moving down the list, uh, I'm also looking at Cooper Cup against the Bengals, uh, going against the bad defense, a team that's really struggling right now. The Rams obviously love to throw the ball. They've thrown it 283 times this season, uh, which I believe is most in the NFL. Uh, so, I, again, Cooper Cup, you know, he's already got 51 receptions through seven games. Uh, I mean, he's on pace, I believe, for 110 to 115 receptions. Uh, you talked about volume and guys getting the ball and getting the opportunity. I think Cooper Cup is one of those guys this week. I think he has a big game against a bad defense. Uh, and then just kind of moving down the list, I'm looking DeAndre Hopkins against the Raiders. Uh, I said Deshaun Watson's going to have a big game. Well, someone's got to catch some of those passes. I think DeAndre Hopkins is the guy that does that. Uh, everyone's kind of thinking he's having a down year this year, but reality, you look at his stats, he's got over 500 yards. He's got over three touchdowns. Uh, I mean, he's still on pace for a hundred reception season, uh, for over 1100 yards and, and for right around seven touchdowns, which, 
I mean, that's a that's a good season. Maybe not by his standards, but from just a receiver standpoint, that's a good season. Uh, and Will Fuller is out too. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah that'll obviously factor into it as well. Uh, and then I'm uh, uh, I'm looking at uh, Julian Edelman with with the Patriots again. People are are kind of down on the Patriots passing game, but Julian Edelman has still put up those numbers. He's still that safety uh, valve for for uh, Tom Brady. Uh, Josh Gordon's out for the season. They're going to be working Muhammad Sanu in. Uh, Brady's going to want something familiar. He's going to want something he can trust. And and, and Julian Edelman is that guy. Um, and then uh, I'm also looking, uh, kind of sticking with your Gardner Minshew pick. I'm looking at, at DJ Shark. Uh, I think he's going to have a big game. Amari Cooper just can't just had a a uh, hundred yard game or just had a good game against the Jets a couple weeks ago. Sorry. Uh, or the Jets just gave up a bunch of passing yards to the Cowboys a couple weeks ago, gave up uh, some big plays against the Patriots. Uh, I think uh, the Jaguars continue that trend. I think Shark has a big game. Um, I think, he again, 100 yards and a touchdown is completely uh, completely reasonable. Uh, and then, again, going to Michael Thomas, uh, even with Teddy Bridgewater as his quarterback, um, for these last, you know, last five games, he still has 62 catches, has 760 yards, has three touchdowns, uh, still playing, I think, as the best receiver in football at the moment, at least number wise. Uh, now he's going against, again, a mediocre Cardinals defense. Um, and he's uh, at this moment supposed to be getting Drew Brees back. So he's getting an upgrade at quarterback uh, going against a bad defense. Uh, I, I think that's where uh, I, I think he's going to have a huge game because of that. So uh, those are really my guys to to look out for. Yeah, we didn't have a ton of overlap here, but I think it's less uh, us disagreeing and more that there's once again a lot of a lot of potential good matchups here. I've got Chris Godwin. Uh, Titans have a great defense, but this guy is good for ten catches and a hundred yards. He's coming off of back to back to back hundred plus yard games. In two of those games, he had two touchdowns. Um, so, you know, last three games, 300 plus yards, four touchdowns, great, great year by Chris Godwin, uh, number one wide receiver. I think he keeps that up. I think he, in a PPR league, especially he's going to get a lot of touches. So I've got him. I've actually got Tyreek Hill going against green Bay and it might sound crazy with Matt Moore potentially playing, but I mean, you saw he's just so fast. And when you do, I think Andy Reid's smart enough to use him in more of a crossing route pattern. Uh, it happened against the Broncos. He comes across the field on a drag and absolutely torches Chris Harris Jr. He's one of the better corners in the league, and Matt Moore finds him. And Matt Moore's got an arm on him. Uh, he's, a, he's a good deep ball thrower, so I expect Tyreek Hill to still to put up good numbers. Um, and then the other guy I got, and this is kind of interesting because you said uh, Marvin Jones. I got Kenny Galladay, same, same team, same position, but I think Kenny Galladay is also going to have a big game. Uh, he's been getting a lot of targets, and and Marvin Jones definitely took the bulk of those last week. But I could see Kenny Galladay having a big big week too. So those are some I'd add. Okay. Uh, you got any to stay away from this week? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at uh, Keenan Allen for the Chargers. He's banged up uh, from what I'm hearing. He's not practicing right now. Again, he's going against kind of like Melvin Gordon. Uh, he's going against the Bears. The Bears are going to, you know, they're looking to bounce back from a bad performance. Uh, and you're banged up going against that that caliber of defense. Despite giving up all those points to the to the Saints, the Bears are still a, an elite defense um, that are motivated to to bounce back. So I think uh, I think Keenan Allen is a is a bad one, honestly. Um, and then uh, 
moving down the list, I'm just looking. I'm looking at Juju Smith Schuster uh, going against the Dolphins, but just based on who the quarterback is right now, I, I believe it's going to be Hodges again. Uh, even though he won a couple weeks ago, he didn't throw for a lot of yards. Uh, Smith Schuster, I mean, he only has 25 catches for less than 350 yards and two touchdowns on the season. Um, I still think he's got talent, obviously, um, but the quarterback play has been very inconsistent and, and limited, honestly, because of, uh, you know, Mason Rudolph can open it up a little bit for him. Uh, but with Hodges in there, I mean, you're talking just short, inter, you know, short to intermediate passes, and that's really all you're going to be getting. Uh, even going against a bad defense, I still think that's a bad matchup, honestly, which I know we said earlier this season, if you have a, a player going against the Dolphins to start them. But in this situation, when you're playing with a, you know, essentially a fourth string quarterback, it's, you know, it's still not a great matchup, honestly. Couldn't agree more. All right, let's take a look at some of the tight ends we're looking out for this year or this week. Sorry, um, I got George Kittle as my number one going against Carolina. I think uh, you know they got Emmanuel Sanders on their team now, but I think he's still the top target for Jimmy Garoppolo. And playing against Christian McCaffrey, they're going to have to score more points than they have in the last few weeks. So I expect George Kittle to be targeted early and often. Um, and number two, I've got a guy who. Um, started the season off people's radars, and that's Darren Waller. I mean, we talked about him as one of our waiver wire pickups earlier in the season. Um, he's quietly having a fantastic fantasy uh, year. He's actually the number two tight end in fantasy this year. So he, he's good for five, six catches a game. So in a PPR league, five catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. It's a great week. So I expect Darren Waller to do that against Houston. Um, number three, I've got Austin Hooper. He's been great all year long. He's going. He's actually the leading receiver for Atlanta, if you can believe that. Number one tight end in fantasy. Um, it's going to be, I would think, a high-scoring game, but I got Austin Hooper going against Seattle as my number three. Number four, I got Travis Kelsey. Um, even though Mahomes probably isn't going to play, I think he's going to be kind of that check-down security blanket for Matt Moore. Every time, anytime a quarterback – Backup comes in. He's going to look for the tight end often. And Matt Moore's a veteran, smart enough to know that that's his best target on the field. So um, even though Mahomes isn't playing, I've got Tyreek and Travis Kelsey up in my top five. And then my fifth one, I'm going to go with Zach Ertz against the Bills. Um, I know that Dallas Goddard had a good game, but I think if Philly gets back on track, it's got to be with Zach Ertz. So uh, that's my top five. Who do you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, the big one I'm looking at, I'm uh, I'm looking at Gerald Everett for the Rams going against the Bengals. We've talked about the Bengals struggled uh, defending the tight end. Everett's coming off a, a four-catch, 50-yard, one-touchdown performance against the Falcons. Uh, I think he he keeps that in mind. Uh, and just solely based off the matchup, uh, I'm, I'm picking Everett. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of the big one I, I honestly have this week. Um, really, I mean, you kind of covered all my other guys, so. Uh, but Everett is one I would definitely look out for as well. Absolutely. And and that reminds me, I want to kind of talk about if you find yourself in the situation I'm in. So my team in fantasy in the main league is just good enough to not have good waiver priority. Um, and a lot of these, my, my position, and you've heard me talk about it week in, week out, position I'm weakest at's tight end because I had O.J. Howard. Um, I tried to get Darren Waller. I tried to get Gerald Everett. I've tried to get all these guys, but because – I'm so far down on the list. I just haven't got any of these guys. So the point of the story is um, 
stack your waiver wire requests. I know a lot of people don't do this. They'll say, well, I need a tight end. So they'll put a waiver wire request in for, say, a Gerald Everett, and that's it. And then if they don't get it, they're stuck with the tight end they had. So if there's multiple out there, put one in, put another one in, put another one in, and they'll stack. If you miss one, it'll go down to the next one. So um, that's how I've been having to do it all year because I'm four and three on the year, but it's just enough in our league to where I'm about the seventh priority every single week. So uh, just stay on top of things. Yeah. And, and, and to add on that, uh, I've only lost one game in all my league. So I'm actually at the bottom of the waiver wire and all mine. So not to brag or anything, but, uh, I'm even worse than Keith is in terms of the waiver wire. Uh, but yeah, like he said, just all kidding aside. Uh, I mean, yeah, stack your, stack your request. Uh, we say it every week: stay active. Um, you know, don't give up on the season. We're we're only really about midway through the fantasy season. So even if you're two and five, uh, you could easily go five and you know five and two this next run or the, these next seven games or or six and one. And and depending on the league and the divisions and how your playoffs are set up, you could you could still sneak into the playoffs. Um, the key is just stay active and and keep hunting for those for those uh, waiver wires or, or, uh, you know, even start looking at some of the better teams and see if you can work or, or some other, even the worst teams and, you know, see if there's a player that maybe they have that you need and try and work out trades. Um, I know everyone's pretty, pretty suspicious in fantasy and it's hard to get someone to actually agree to a trade. Um, but the worst they're going to say is no. So you could, you could still at least offer a trade, uh, and still try and find that trade or, you know, work out trades between, you know, two or three people. So, um, just kind of stay active in it. Yeah. And that kind of leads to a thing that we talked about off air too, right before we started recording, you know, just because you're losing, don't just give up on the season. We, we saw in our main league, uh, start playing a guy and all of a sudden he's got Juju on the, on the starting lineup last week. And he isn't even a, he isn't even playing. He was on a buy. And I think when you look at the record, we, we determined that he's, you know, the guy's struggling in the league, so he's not going to start the guy. It, it completely ruins the integrity of the league. If you start losing and you just say, oh, screw it, I'm just not going to play. Uh, it ruins everyone else's stats. So uh, it's just kind of a pet peeve of ours, but just stay at it. I mean, at this point in the season, you're only eight weeks in. It doesn't matter how bad you've been. You can still make waves and get into the playoffs. So uh, just try. That's all there is to it. Yeah, and, and and like I said, it's you may be two and five or one and six or whatever you are, but again – you could easily turn around and one or, or, or five and two, and you could end 500, which in some leagues that'll get you into the playoffs. Um, we've had lead, you know, in our, in one of our leagues in the, in the past, we've seen teams under 500 actually squeak into the playoffs just based on how the divisions and the playoff settings are, are, uh, are set up, honestly. So, um, yeah, just, I mean, just stay active. Don't give up. And, and even if you're not going to make the playoffs, you know, be the guy, spoil someone else for making the playoffs. Uh, don't just gift someone a playoff position. Uh, be that guy that stops someone from getting into the playoffs. Cause honestly, that's a pretty great feeling too. Yeah. It's almost as good as winning. Almost, but not quite. Like when I knocked Mike off this year, I've already beat you twice. I yeah. don't know what he's talking about. There's no proof of that. <laughs> anyway, before we let you guys go, let's, let's cover a couple defenses here. Um, I obviously I, I'm not going to rank these, but I will say who my number one is. And that's new England right now. Baker Mayfield has been a turnover machine this year. And, you know, after they've now poked the bear, that is the, the Patriots defense by guaranteeing a win. I anticipate a big game from the new England Patriots D, which has been, this is a crazy stat. 
we're seven weeks into the season or through seven weeks, and their defense has outscored the offenses they've played. They said that they've scored 20 points, and overall in the season, the Patriots have only allowed 18. Yeah. So the defense itself has scored more points than their opponents this year. That's insane. Yeah, I saw I saw a stat the other day that said if the Patriots offense never stepped on the field this season, the Patriots would still be three, three, and one because that's how good yep. the defense has been. And they've actually, like you said, they've scored points. Uh, it's just an incredible stat, honestly. Uh, one of the defenses I'm looking at, though, I'm looking at the Jaguars against the Jets. Um, I, I said, even without Jalen Ramsey, I love what the Jaguars are doing down there. Um, you know, even in the games that they've lost, they, they haven't played bad. They haven't played poorly. Um, they still make it hard for people. Um, I mean, even look at the, the game against the saints last or a couple weeks ago, I believe they won it 13 to six, if I remember right. And then we see what the saints turn around and they put up 36 against the bears. Uh, and now the Jaguars are going against the team that just got shut out, um, by the Patriots. Uh, so I, I like that Jaguars defense against the jets offense. Yeah, and another one I'm kind of looking out for, and you kind of talked about the Bears a little bit, but I like the Bears against the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers are still struggling. They're still turning the football over. Uh, and the Bears' defense, despite how bad their offense has been playing, the Bears' defense is still a great defense. So I expect the Bears to also have a big week. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's wrap this up. Um, if you like just regular NFL news, go check out our uh, Week 7 review and week eight preview episode if you like college football stay tuned and listen to our college show for the week mike why don't you tell them where they can find us uh yeah obviously check us out on gridironauthority.com we have all our episodes available uh dating back to the beginning of the show uh we have our articles you can read uh we have comment sections all that stuff um or if you're more of a social media person check us out on twitter uh facebook instagram uh leave us comments give us a like or a follow uh, you know, again, uh, comment on anything. If you have any questions, you want any advice, uh, hit us up. We always, you know, we always love to answer you guys and, and, uh, give some feedback if you guys want it. Uh, so check us out. All right. Stay tuned.